to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back here on the block on 93.7 The Ticket on a Wednesday, which means we are ready to talk to Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. Evan, how's your day going so far? Going fine. Trying to trying to stay cool on another hot one here, but it's all good. How are you guys? Yeah, we're not doing too bad. I mean, that's uh, it's always the battle in Nebraska is, is battling extremes, heat or cold. Which extreme do you hate more, the summer or the winter? Uh, well, I suppose the winter just because of the driving aspect, I, I, you know, driving on ice and all that um, probably isn't the way to go. But on the other hand, you can always bundle up for the cold. This has been my approach, but it's really hard to beat the heat, uh, you know, kind of going the other way. So I suppose, you know, around here we got to get used to like second summer, third summer, fake fall, fourth summer, and then it finally cools off for like 10 days before it gets into <laughs> freezing temperatures. But uh uh, you know, ask me again in December, and I'll say, "Hey, man, where's the summer?" <laughs> That's right. It usually depends. Big fan of streaking, then, uh, <laughs> Evan, because <laughs> because that's as far as you can go. You can't go no farther than that. It's easy to put it on, but you can't go no further than shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, right. There's only so much. <laughs> only so much you could take off, and then so much that's socially acceptable for sure. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that, 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 that's kind of fun to uh, – it, it, but, I mean, it's, it comes up every every year. There's all so many seasons here, so there's always so much we can do. Evan, I did see a little bit of news for Nebraska baseball uh, that you had a story on. Uh, Shea Shannonman coming back for a fifth season. What does that mean for Nebraska? Yeah, it's a, it's a nice addition for the baseball side. I mean, we've kind of had this off season where they've added – to this point, 10 junior college players, six transfers, some high school guys. Uh, but this sort of quietly is one of their bigger offseason moves, too. I mean, Shannon was a guy who was a starter for them the last two years. I think he, uh, in a conversation he had with me, kind of hinted that maybe uh, going back to the bullpen would be his role moving forward. And I think, uh, you know, there's some maturity in that perspective from his standpoint, um, this idea that maybe uh, Nebraska would be best off with uh, with him coming out of the pen as a as a high leverage guy or maybe the closer or something like that um and and then kind of another little you know inside baseball part of this thing is the fact that because he was on Nebraska's roster in 2020 when the season was canceled he uh by rule this year won't count against their 35 man roster so additionally it's almost like they got an extra roster spot um in addition, of course, to him being a captain and an in-state guy and somebody who can be a leader for so many new players coming back next year. So, uh, yeah, big deal for him to come back. I think um, he's motivated to to kind of fit whatever role Nebraska needs him to be in before he moves on with his life. And now, uh, you know, from a roster perspective, really all they're waiting on is Griffin Everett, who was a catcher last year and one of their best hitters, um, he's finishing up his summer league right now, and he has a few weeks yet, if he needs it, to decide uh, what he'll do. So it sounds like he's probably uh, leaning toward coming back at this point, too, which is more good news for Nebraska and makes that turnover, that roster turn- turnover this fall and next season maybe just a little bit less extreme. Well, it's interesting, too, I mean, uh, because obviously a lot of focus on football coming in and, and basketball as well as kind of getting kind of a little bit of interest. But uh, is is baseball, they report, I mean, what do they do during the summer as well? 
Well, a lot of the guys are going off into various summer leagues, so you're trying to stack at-bats or innings or just general experience. You know, a lot of the younger players typically are going to places where they're playing every day to develop, and then a lot of your older guys, like a Max Anderson, are going to go to uh, maybe some of your your upper-caliber leagues like the Cape Cod where he is, and you just try to, to sort of refine what you do and get better that way. And then there are guys like Jay Shanneman who uh, maybe hit their innings limit in the spring, and then they just take the summer to recover and, and work and work out and things like that. So uh, guys scatter after the season to all points of the country. I know there were a few that were even in Alaska this summer for, for some baseball, and now they they all are going to reassemble here in a few weeks on campus. Fall ball gets started. You're probably going to need name tags. You're certainly going to need rosters uh, as they start to figure this thing out. But, I mean, it, certainly it's, it's going to get lost in, in what's going on with football and, and basketball and, and the pressure uh, that each of those seasons are going to have. But I think it'll be interesting um, just to see how this thing takes shape over the course of the next few months leading up into the spring when certainly uh, from a baseball perspective, Nebraska does not want to be in a spot again where it, uh, you know, is not 500 and, and, and misses the Big Ten tournament in its own backyard. Yeah, so Evan, um, it's always good to have you on the block. We appreciate you for joining us again. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the football team. Uh, what is some of the word that you're having or you're hearing out there uh, regarding which side of the ball or, or which positions are they feeling really comfortable with? Are they excited about? Um, that they feel good about going into uh, the closing weeks of, of, of getting prepared for this uh, football game out in Dublin, Ireland against Northwestern? Well, I, you know, Eric, I feel like this time of year, oftentimes you can kind of tell who, uh, you know, who they're confident in or what positions coaches are confident in based on who you are not talking about. And, and mm. like who we're not talking a lot about right now, are the the linebackers for one on the defensive side? I mean, you you feel pretty solid and and confident with uh, you know Nick Henrich and and what Luke Rammer are bringing as the the leading tacklers from last year's team. You feel good about the edge rusher, rusher position where Scott Frost said maybe that might be it went from a position of concern early in the off season to maybe one of their points of strength with Caleb Tanner and Garrett Nelson and now O'Shawn Mathis in the mix and Blaze Gunnerson taking a step forward and Jamari Butler and so. They feel like that's uh, you know a place where they have some quiet confidence and and those guys as playmakers too. You know, I think on the offensive side, you know, even though there are a lot of positions that are still up for grabs, it seems that they they feel pretty good about their skill guys, the running backs and the the wide receivers. And you, you'd be mm-hmm. probably hard pressed to name a starter or or maybe three starters for the receivers at this point, but. I think the confidence there comes from the depth and this idea that, you know, you probably could pick three, four, five guys at each position that, that you feel good about going in and making plays on that side too. So again, the depth chart continues to be worked out. Scott Frost has said they're not going to release anything uh, until the last possible moment, um, which is sort of par for the course with what they do. Uh, but it does feel like, again, even though you don't have a guy that you can point to and say, you know, he's done it before consistently. They feel like uh, there are a number of options of guys who could step up here in the next few weeks. 
I, I saw, too, uh, that uh, Sammy Kuhn, of course, of the Omaha World Herald as well, had this uh, article here uh, about the toughest games of the season for Nebraska. And uh, what jumped out to me is he had Minnesota and Purdue pretty high on the list. Uh, would you concur? Would you agree that uh, those sometimes overlooked middling Big Ten West teams might be some of the most uh, difficult on the schedule this year for Nebraska? Well, yeah. I mean, I think history, recent history has shown that you can't overlook those guys. And there's still... I think there's still sort of a muscle memory in the fan base that says, okay, when you see Michigan, when you see uh, Minnesota and when you see Purdue and when you see Northwestern on the schedule, you kind of just say, all right, you know, that, that should be a win, right? Like you, you just bank that. And, and Trev Elbert has spoken to this before too, about how that reality has just changed in the last 10 years with, um, with, with the big 10 television contracts, pouring money into all these other schools. Suddenly, you know, everybody has a, has a good facility. Everybody has a highly paid coach. Everybody has a pretty good recruiting operation. And I think that's borne out when you start looking at the results, especially in the West, over the last handful of seasons. And so I think that's sometimes part of what Nebraska as a program has to battle, is this idea that it's just automatically better than those programs. Um, you know, again, 10 years ago, it did have the talent edge. It had the financial edge. And it just... It's 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 a lot more even um, in that regard. There's a lot more parity now uh, in that way. And and again, you add to the fact that both of those teams in their own right are pretty good. I mean, uh, Minnesota, the way that it it possesses the ball um, is is in direct conflict to how Nebraska wants to play. And then Purdue always seems to scheme up Nebraska too, into where they, they get into a shootout and, and into some uncomfortable situations so yeah i mean I, I think those two games oklahoma of course is is challenging even with all the turnover that program has and then um you know i think he had number one on his list michigan which is pretty clear coming off of their college football playoff berth and just the fact that when nebraska is matched up with the wolverines generally uh, probably with the, the exception of last year it just felt like um michigan had guys who were across the board bigger stronger faster that was a gap that Nebraska had been trying to close up until I think last season. So um, yeah, that's, that's, that's a challenging part of the schedule. And I think when you look at the the slate from a big picture, um, it puts all the more emphasis on needing to get off to a fast start. So you have some momentum for those, those tough games on the back end. Yeah, absolutely. He's Evan Bland of the Omaha world Herald here on 93, seven, the ticket. Thanks again, Evan, for uh, joining us weekly here on Wednesdays. Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks. All right, there he goes. Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. Always great uh, to catch up with some Husker football and Husker baseball knowledge there from Evan. Uh, let's take a quick break here on the block. When we come back, it is time for your chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. Just give us a call right now. It's a competitive call. Only the first person to call in will have a chance to win those wings against Strick. It's Shootout with Strick coming up next here. Call Hot of Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. We'll play Shootout with Strick coming up next year on 93.7 The Ticket and on The Block.